No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Simple Road is sponsored by Electric Fish Lights. You better believe we are. Electric Fish Lights is out of Delaware and they are creating some fantastic shapes of lights for you to hang in your house, in your business, in your office, in your kids' room. Think about any sports teams that you might be excited about, any characters like, you know, SpongeBob, Peppa the Pig, oh, okay. you know, yeah, what? I'm old. SpongeBob, any, any of them. Collaborate with them, they will hook it up. They have these IQ technology, which is 30... Interlocking quadrilateral. That's right, Apple. Apple. 30 pieces configured into 15 different shapes. And when they create these shapes, it's pretty much endless what they can come up with. Yeah, and it's not just a, you know, a white light bulb inside there. Of course, you can get that. But they also have the option of a color-changing upgrade bulb. They also have a bulb that changes colors and plays music through Bluetooth. They come with a remote control. They come with a 12-foot cord. They come with a hardware kit. They come with a 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on bulb. And they're going to come with Delaware Magic. That's right. Delaware Magic and 25% off. When you put in the promo code No Simple Road when you're checking out, you're going to get 25% off Whoa. your purchase. And whatever that Delaware Magic they decided to send you is going to be. So go to electricfishlights.com and get yourself in light. No Simple Road is sponsored by Shop Tour Bus. Go to shoptourbus.com and what you are going to find over there is Grateful Dead inspired merchandise that will blow the lid off of your mind. If your mind has a lid, this is how you get that lid completely blown off. Go over there and check out what they're up to. This is not your typical, you know, 13 point bolt, steal your face, party land. This is Grateful Dead song titles told in picture. And if you know, you know. And it's like, so clever the he, way, way they do these shirts. They're beautiful. Apple was just saying that his new shirt, people are so always asking comments. about it. The yeah. let it grow and the truck in. But then you know what else they do? What? They don't just put it in some regular box that you break down and throw in your recycling bin. They put it in the cutest box that is inspired by a Grateful Dead lyric in it. Or a saying or something or a dead, Grateful message. Dead related. You can add a personal message like you guys did for Christmas for me. And it comes not with just your t-shirt. It comes with st- 
sticker. It, it, it could be stickers. It could be candies. Pencils, it can be like, action figures. I've gotten all these things. Kind of, you never know what know. it reminds me of? Like when you used to go to middle school and order from the little cafeteria snack. And then there's all these kind of fun little like, you know, um, runs and gobstoppers and little erasers. It kind of reminds me of that. It brings back that, you know, nostalgia. <laughs> and also some of you out there, when you make an order with Shop Tour Bus, you're going to get a bona fide Grateful Dead cassette bootleg that has been traded around the Grateful Dead family for generation after generation. These are the real deal. They, you know, they miracle some people that order. So you'll never know if you're going to be that person or not unless you order from Shop Tour Bus. Right. So go to shoptourbus.com and when you check out, put in the promo code no simple road, all one word when you check out, and you are going to get free shipping from our family over at Shop Tour Bus. So go to shoptourbus.com and get yourself something cool, man. We are happy to have Define Premium Cannabis as another one of our awesome sponsors. And as you can guess from the name, we have premium cannabis and Damn. lots of other things. So if you are in the Portland area, Come visit us at one of our two locations, one in Hillsborough. The other in Forest Grove. Yeah, that's where they're at. So if you come out and visit us, you've got to make sure to tell us that you are a listener of No Simple Road because we will hook you up with a 10% discount on your entire purchase. Does it sound like this? Hey, man, I listen to No Simple Road. That, that, that would work. Okay. That's kind of getting the message that we're wanting across. Okay. Then I'd be like, hey, here you go, sir. Here's 10% off and a free t-shirt. What? And, I, and, and if like, you wear this, out, man. And you wear this t-shirt back next time, you will get 15% off. Dang. 10% and an extra 5% for wearing no this shirt. Way. So if you have a hard time, like a lot of people, I work in the cannabis industry and there's just new stuff coming out all the time, new strains. We are there to take your, take our time with you, get you suited to your right medication, whether it be dabbables, smokables, rubbables, vapables, whatever, true. we got you covered. Mm-hmm. So make sure to come visit us and tell us that you're a listener. Get that discount. Right on, man. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. 
This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. didn't get all my wiggles out wiggle, but wiggle, we're wiggle, starting wiggle. so i'll be all right get, get your wiggles out hey no no simple road family we're back it's aaron hey smell and it's apple and it's darwin and Oof. we are back this week and we are out from under the weather well we well, well mostly 92 percent out from yeah, under it's the weather. nicer yeah. weather our our personal inner weather is not under anymore Mm-mm. it's mostly over yeah and, and i'd i'd, I'd I'd go as far as say I bet you a lot a lot of you out there have that this is this is a trip. It seems like hardly anybody well, there's nobody that I've talked to in the last couple of weeks that hasn't doesn't, doesn't know somebody that's not kinda, feeling good. Yeah. yeah you know, yep, it was all roll, over my work. Rolling. You know what else is a trip? What? The guests that we have on this week. Our mm. beautiful, recurring, wonderful guests. The Owsley Stanley Foundation. Starfinder and Hawk are back Thanks, this week. Guys, gentlemen. To talk to us all about the amazing Bears Sonic Journal release of Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. This is, uh, I'm rarely. Had, this was a great interview, by the way. Yeah, I'm rarely at a loss for words when a release comes out. I usually have a ton to say about stuff, but this is one of those that just do yourself the favor of going and listening to the newest release of Bears Sonic Journal. Um, as you know from us talking to the Owsley Stanley guys in the past, um, if you've listened, yeah, if you've listened, what Bear did with his recording techniques and how he put these together, it takes you seriously like a time machine back in time and physically puts you in the room that this stuff was recorded in. Um, I don't know how how else better to say that. You no, one that this gets it's like this was this this is what we get so excited about these releases. I want to talk to you about fifteen minutes, but we talk about it all in the interview here. What you need to know though is this is this is like if you're a Johnny Cash fan, this is like one of the rarest finds, yeah, out there. And the way it was recorded, uh, like the family that family's permission, like everything was given on this. This is April 24th, 1968 at carousel ballroom up in the Bay area. Um, you say it was like, this should be called Johnny cash meets the hippies. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then this was a, you're, you're going to hear all about it. This is a very interesting recording, a very interest, per, interesting period. This like, wasn't really supposed to happen. Just kind of happened while they were traveling June and Johnny. And it is, freaking amazing yep yeah i i have to agree and also you know it would be uh i would be remiss if i didn't say also that you know having the owsley stanley foundation as recurring guests on no simple road 
is a huge deal for it's us. It's an honor yeah. for us. And the fact that they said that we were one of their favorite media outlets when they put these shows out that they've recorded, they've um, redone is it's amazing. It's, it's like almost like a tearjerker. Like, wow, you guys not only have come, but you want to come back. And now not only do you want to come back, but we're one of your favorites. And I mean, I know there's a lot of other medias that ask incredible questions and they've done homework and research and all that, but we do that. I really feel like our um, openness and just our, um, the way that we do things just, it creates a conversation that wouldn't have happened in a more polished setting. And I just, I, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that they enjoy that. And I appreciate putting that out to the listeners because it adds a little something. Yeah. And, and I say that too, because, you know, the legacy of a bear is so deep and so rich and, and on a lot of different levels too. It's a, in the psychedelic world, he's, he's a saint, you know? And, uh, and then in the audio world, he's an innovator. (laughs) Yeah. And in, in our scene, he is an icon and it's, it's so psychedelic scene too. He's a godfather. Yeah. It's so, it's so multidimensional as the guy himself was. And just to be a, part of that in any way is a huge deal for us so i'm i'm super super excited for you guys this was a really fun conversation yeah it was these are always the fun these Mm -hmm. are the funnest with them we every time we look forward to and this is getting fun too because you're going to hear on this one we're 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 getting we're getting more like trying to and it's not going to work with them trying to trick them into telling them what the telling us what the next (laughs) reel is they're working on because i mean that you got i mean there's over a thousand there's like what twelve thirteen hundred of these and and they're coming out like this one, and and they don't know, they don't know what it is That's until they start to pulling it together. A lot of these aren't marked and stuff. Maybe just has some markings. So every one of these is so exciting, and these guys are just so fun to talk to. They're, they're yeah, I mean, they're friends and, and family. I, I always learn something. Yeah, always yes. learn something. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Starfinder and Hawk. You're not gonna have a conversation with these two and not come out the other side of it a little bit different. Yeah. And knowing a little more than when you went into it. So for all of you out there, if you want to go and check out what we're talking about, the Bear Sonic journals are out on all the streaming platforms. But the best way to get a hold of this is go to OwsleyStanleyFoundation.org and check out the store that's over there. There's all kinds of cool ways that you can get a hold of this. And, the you know, part of the beauty and joy of these releases is the physical media. There is a lot that goes into these booklets and the story that is told behind it. It's not just the music and the time machine that's encased there in. It is an entire package that you should really get your hands on. So like I said, if you want to get a hold of that, go to the Owsley Stanley Foundation.org and check out what they have over in the store over there. And um And they got they got dope new shirts in awesome colors and everything. The Owsley University ones. They got a lot of cool stuff over there. And like Aaron said too, this is this is like a package. The liner notes, the detail, the attention to detail, the people they have that uh the doesn't this one have uh David Schools talks about I think some so. stuff mm-hmm. on I think so. The, the, this way I mean it, it it it's if you're an audiophile this has like all the the Gugas extra is everything you could want in, yeah. in something like this. And, uh, 
you know, it's also supporting our family and making sure that they have the monetary means to continue doing this. This is like the work of the Lord, as far as I'm concerned. Like they're getting these reels converted to digital or remastered before the magnetics on the tape just disappears and there's nothing left of these things. These are magical moments that have been caught on these tapes by bear in a very particular way. And there's a limited amount of time that this stuff is going to live on these magnetic reels. Yeah. It's not like nowadays where everything's recorded and we've got multiple ways to stream it and multiple ways of recording it. This is something that was special from back in the day where if you weren't there, you didn't hear it. That's true. Yeah. That's you know, true. and so this is kind of bringing it up to date and the way that they're doing it is so artfully <laughs> and creatively done. No, nobody was in their underwear streaming Johnny Cash. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> from and the like we always, when you go over there to check out their website and everything too, like we said, these are 50, 60 year old reels. And if you want to help preserve these, we've talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. Here's talk about it in the interview. You can sponsor a reel. You can do donations. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of ways to help out. Uh, if you sponsor a reel, you get your name in the liner notes, stuff like that. It's just that this is really just one of the most amazing things they're doing to preserve the legacy of Bear and, and this music. One of the cool things that um, they talked about was um, how all the musicians' sounds were captured singularly and then put together, which kind of blew my mind. You know, when you go to a concert, if you don't know about sound or anything, you just go and enjoy the concert. You know, everybody's playing the music and it's one music coming at you. You don't, music. you're not thinking like, oh, the drummer's doing his own thing and he's doing his own thing. You're just enjoying the music. But when you're sitting there recording it and playing it back and trying to create this beautiful soundscape, every individual is separate and then it comes together that's why it sounds so amazing and that's what gives it that kind of like nostalgic what feel a, what a beautiful mind yes you know what i yeah. mean what yeah. a beautiful mind that bear and also how rad that he wanted to do that so that he could further share the experience that we were all having yeah you know what i mean that was like his trip was capturing the experience so that it could be carried on. That's fucking rad. Yeah, carried on and relived. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. pretty altruistic as far as I'm concerned. That's like the highest good. Let let's let's give magic to everybody. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um and we're going to do that too. We're going to we're going to get you to the interview. We're yeah. going to give you some magic here in a minute, but we're going to do the business first and remember um Hang out after the interview because the show ain't over when the conversation ends with our guest. We are going to hang out and talk with you a little bit when we're done, see what we're all up to and catch up and, you know, hang out around the No Simple Road campfire together. So remember to hang out after the interview and we're going to do the business right now and Mel's going to start us off. Yeah. Follow us on all the social media platforms um, at No Simple Road on Instagram and www.nosimpleroad.com. You said all the social media platforms oh. at No Simple Road on Instagram. It's also at No Simple Road on Twitter and Facebook. Okay, there you go. And um, while you are on there, connect with us. Where? 
anywhere you want. Send us an email on no, on the No Simple Road at, wait, what's our, um, I know it's No Simple Road, but. It's info at nosimpleroad.com. Yeah, there. So send us an email. Tell us, hey, I love the show with Bear and um, Hawk. Let us know um, how you guys are feeling out there. Also, www.nosimpleroad.com is the No Simple Road hub. You can get the latest episodes there. You can also find all the back episodes of No Simple Road. All the bitchin' merch. Merch. And you can get the merch over there. You can also sign up for the newsletter so that you know what's going on. You can also sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. Just like Nick V. What? Nick Nick V. We speak your name. Thank you so much, Nick V, for hooking it up. Nick V signed up for $10 on Patreon. Believing yeah. in us. Thank you, Nick. We appreciate Supporting. that, man. From the bottom of our hearts, it means so much to know that every month, at the end of the month, a $10 bill is coming our way from you. Thanks, and Nick. that pays for something. And we fucking appreciate it more than you know. And you guys out there, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a website where you can sign up to help us monthly. You can give as little as a buck or as much as you want over there. And the address to that is patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Because guess what? What? Doing a podcast ain't fucking free. But you want to know what else is cute? Um, Aaron and I today, we were on our little cute walk talking about more things to be able to offer through Patreon. So look forward um, within the next few weeks for some cool new stuff. Some news. Yeah, some news. Some Patreon news. Yeah, we're also going to figure out a way to to get together with the family every month. Absolutely. Um, also, how about those five stars? Head on yeah, over to Apple you, Pod. Yeah, if you want to do something that doesn't cost anything, like we always say, you can go over to the Apple Podcasts, check us out, give us a five star review. You can do like I do, like like you don't have to type a review. You can just push the record button and speak to your phone, send it on over. And I gotta say, very happy. We finally got we got another review Yay! from Thursday. First one of the year. Yep, first one of the year. And this is from J Marshall underscore one six seven two nine four seven three nine four. Right yeah. on. So I, I, I love the long handles like that. So J Marshall says, Love these folks. Five star review. Great show. Always a hoot to listen to. If you're a head or live music fan in general. This pod- podcast is a must listen. Aww. Thank you so much, dude. And I, I love the always a hoot because that just reminds me of Jerry all Last the time. Last thing you ever said to yep. Bob. Always a hoot. Well. Give us a hoot. Don't pollute. We appreciate that. And everybody out there, thank you all for being part of the No Simple Road family and for hanging out with us every week. And there, there's one more thing, too. What? If you want to call into that tepid line. 971-808-1524. That number, again, is 971-808-1524. Operators are not standing by. It is a Google Voice line, and you have three minutes to say anything Whatever you want. You want. I mean. Open mic night. Yeah. Come on, you guys. Do open mic. We love poems. That's cool. We love yeah. little raps. You know what? Maybe they want a guy. Like, like, you know what? I want to hear your worst dad joke this week. Oh, my oh, <laughs> come on. Yeah. It is with some of those dad jokes. Horse walks into a bar. Says, ouch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, share oh, one. Of- All, you need to talk. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was my dad joke. Let's hear yours. And with that, what are we doing? We are going to get them to the interview. Yeah. And remember to hang out afterwards, y'all. And we'll we'll do some more of this fun stuff that we're doing right now. And that's that. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you the, the Owsley Stanley Foundation. Foundation.
sponsor almost didn't let me in. I had to slip him a 20. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <clears throat> He's easy like that. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Welcome back. Yeah. Good to be back. Thanks yeah. for having us. Great to have you. So we got stuff happening on your end, huh? Yeah, bit by bit. Making a little bit of progress. It uh, it never ceases to amaze me. Like we were just talking out on the porch, and Apple was like, "I wonder if they'll let us know what they have coming up." And I was like, "They never do. They never do." <laughs> but congratulations on this, man! Oh my god! Again, the quality of this mm-hmm. recording on the Johnny Cash thing I was just out there listening to listening to like the middle again, like June's introduction. And it sounds, I mean, you were in the room, you hear everybody's laughter, you hear her around you, just amazing sound. She's so charming, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. The, the greatest sequences, you know, like totally unexpected to, to find something like that. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, that's one of those heartbreaking real changes. <laughs> oh, well, oh. I'm a tall lover man. It is, but, but yeah. still like the, the graciousness of her persona when she stands up and, and announces to everybody, you know, Johnny leaves the stage to go get a drink of water. And uh, she comes up and plays this impromptu set of, you know, and pretty much does whatever she wants to do and is very candid yeah. about, you know, I'm going to, I don't like this song. So I'm going to stop playing it and move on to the next yeah. song. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, you don't, you don't hear that <laughs> kind of a thing, you know, it was a, had, a, had an ease about it a comfort in her own skin and, and where she was uh, in the world and on that stage on that night. And I think it's a, it's a really cool thing. And, and it's funny because Starfinder's mom was there that night at the show. And before we got into production on this, uh, she had mentioned to me uh, years ago uh, how gracious June Carter was. And she had remembered that she apologized for something. I can't remember what it was that she apologized for. And, you know, when we started the production, I got to play the tape for Roni. Here's what she apologized for. Mother oh. Maybell and her sisters were oh, supposed wow. to be there, or some people thought they were supposed to be there that night. Uh, but, of course, the tour had ended, and they'd, they'd gone home. Uh, you know, the last show was April 21st in Des Moines, Iowa. So they were home, and we don't know how or why Johnny and June and the Tennessee Three got booked at this show, but we're sure glad they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just got a um a new computer and it's got like the spatial audio capability on the computer. And when you play this particular album on this computer, it sounds like they're in the room with you. Like it it's 3D. It's yeah, it's fucking amazing, man. And <laughs> I, I just wonder if either of you can tell us a little of the like technical aspect of like how do they how did he pull that off how did your dad pull that off starfinder yeah you know it's um it 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 goes back to that that weird um uh, idiosyncratic uh mix that um that we talked about i think the last time um where um you know he would use the he, he was recording on a two track um and where conventionally most people would um, set it up so that um, when you mic up the stage, you know, Bear would always use stereo pairs of mics um, for each source that he was that he was micing up. Um, and most people would take the right microphone from each of those pairs and put it on one track, and then the left microphone from each of the pairs and put it on the other track so that you had a right and left channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you'd have duplicated information from each 
Mike in the pair on on the the tape. He didn't do that. What he did was he would take half the stage, sum the the mic inputs from each pair of mics, and put that on one one track. And then he would take the other half of the stage, sum the the pairs of mics and the vocals, and put it on the other track. Um, and that did a couple things. One, you know, I think it 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 maximized the amount of information that you're putting on the real estate of the tape across the tape across those two tracks. Each of those tracks has non-duplicative information, so you're actually getting a more a more fine texture of recording on the the, the amount of tape that you have right. uh, by doing it that way, um, while while not losing any information. Um, and then the other thing is that um, it was preserving the the array of the musicians on the stage. So you know, if you think about when you're in a an acoustic situation where you're sitting with a bunch of musicians and they're all playing and singing, you know, each of those musicians, their sound is coming from their spot, right? And then it sums in the room to become you know the music that you're listening to, and um, you know, when you take that source um, and you put it through a system, now instead of the music coming from the musicians, it's coming from the system, which is displaced yeah. from the musicians. And and so, you know, this technique with Bear was preserving some of that spatial array of where the musicians are on the stage, in the room, in relation to the audience. And so, you know, when you hear this, you're getting the preservation of of that of that array on the stage, just like with the Tim Buckley, you know, where you had where you had John on the right side and you had Tim on the left side, and you could really feel like you mm-hmm. you know you're you're right in front, right? And and this really puts you right on the right on the edge of the stage, right right there in front of the or you know even on the stage really. Um, so you feel the musicians around you; they're in the room with you because you're amongst them. I mean that that really right. that really lends to that to that feeling. And then Hawk can talk about this more. There, there, there's, you know, it seems it seems semantic, and it seems like you know, and it, because it's it's different. Um, you know, when you have a split system and you have a, a right hand speaker and a left hand speaker, or, or more more emphatically, if you put a headset on, you're listening to it you know, right ear, left ear, and you're getting different information in, in, from both of those things. It, it, it's, it's not what you're used to. And so it takes a little bit of, huh? Um, but Hawk can talk to the, the, you know, the decisions that, that, that we made and, and played around with different versions of remixing this to a more convention, you know, just to see how it, how it, how things change when you make it, pull everything to center and then bring it back so that you have a, a balanced right left. Um, it really, you know, much more than you would expect profoundly changed the listening experience and what you could hear within the tracks. And so the, the conversation that was happening between the musicians on stage um, gets warped and distorted and, and the, the, what you get from the recording changes um, in a way that you really don't expect going into it. And, and it really goes back to, you know, one of Bear's tenets with, with this music is you don't mess with the mix. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the way it is. It's the way it is for a reason. It might not be exactly what you want or what you expect, but if you change it, you're going to lose stuff. 
Um, and he was, you know, we, we know that because with the Janis Joplin and Big Brother from the carousel in the same sort of right-left mix, um, you know, he, he really put his foot down um, because Sony wanted to bring it back to a conventional mix. And he said, nope, no way. If you make me do that, we're not yeah. doing this project. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we're not going back in and, and fiddling with, uh, you know, oh, you made a mistake here. Oh, there's some squeal and feedback. That's what happened. That's part of the show. If you change it, you're going to lose some of the magic, some of the, some of the reality of, of what was there. Wow. And, and, and to be fair, he tried, uh, you know, before he, he came to that conclusion and, and made that ultimatum to Sony on the Janis Joplin release, he sat down with Paul Stubblebine and, and tried to come up with alternative mixes. And there was always a trade-off and the trade-off actually impacted the sound quality. So, you know, it's funny to watch people react to this current release as several of them did mostly in Europe, by the way, um, to this, uh, split sound, this separated uh, sound, and say that it was bad quality sound. It's actually not. It's incredibly high quality sound because you're getting distinct information on each side and you're not muddying it up by bringing anything to center so that there's any overlap. And so Owsley with the Janis Joplin release tried to do that with Paul Stubblebein and concluded that the sonic trade-off, the compromise to make it sound more conventional wasn't worth it. And so you know, doodly, 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 a decade passes, we get into the Johnny Cash mastering and we say, okay, well, technology's advanced another 10 years. Let's, let's, let's try it. Two um, decades. <laughs> two decades. That's right. Two decades since uh, I'm thinking of the release date for the Janis Joplin, but the mastering actually was, was much earlier than that. So good point. Yeah. It's about two decades. So we tried, you know, let's use the latest technology and see what happens because we're concerned that you know, 15 million Johnny Cash fans are not going to be used to listening to him way that far over to the hard left. And so the second time we visited the Cash Cabin studio and uh, sat down with John Carter Cash, we brought two masters with us. One with um, what we called the, the mono master, where we brought Johnny's voice to center. Mm -hmm. And the other we referred to as the native mix, which was Bear's original mix, where, which is what you hear on this release. And we played them side by side and, and it was just an amazing reaction from, from John Carter Cash. He sort of pushed away and he listened to it and he said, what would I say to Bear if I changed his mix? And it's like, oh. it's like music to our ears. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was ex exactly the right conclusion. Uh, we had all these elaborate plans like, well, man, what if, what if they just don't want to do it this way? What if they want to bring Johnny's voice to center? And you know, what we found by the way, that was lost was if you listen carefully to what's going on in the right channel, Luther is brilliant on guitar. And every time we brought Johnny's voice to center, the twang off of Luther's guitar was eroded. And like Luther is such a huge part of the musical dialogue between what's going on between, with Johnny on the one side with his you know, um, acoustic guitar and that powerful voice. And Luther's the other power on the other side that's you know, endlessly creative and doing really delicate things. It's not complicated, but it's got character. Everything he does has character. And we lost that in the mix. And John Carter heard that and reached the same conclusion. And, you know, we were, we're so nuts over here. You know, I guess some of it is the, um, you know, the, the latitude that we have as a nonprofit, but we were actually going to propose as a fallback position well, let's do two CDs. We'll pay for the second one. 
and you can have the sort of Johnny Cash release that sounds normal for the Johnny Cash fans, and then we'll have the Bears native mix the way he wanted you to hear it, and we'll just do them. You know, we'll 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 pick up the difference in the cost on that. But we did. Thank goodness we didn't have to go down that path yeah. because he got it right away and understood the same thing that that we're talking about. So it's particularly frustrating. Um, it, sometimes when when we see these reviews about the sound on this because you'd be hard pressed to find a higher quality sound on a 53 year old recording in 1968 <laughs> well, there are live recording yeah and um, you yeah. know with with bears sonic journals in total I, <clears throat> at least for me and i guess i have a leg up because i understand who bear was and is and what he did but I think it, it bears speaking about that. Like this is not, you're not just buying an album to listen to the songs. You're buying an album to, it's an experience. When you're, when you listen to a bear sonic journal, you're having an experience that you're not going to have just streaming some shit off of, you know, Apple music or whatever. Otherwise it's like capturing a a, a moment in time, the way that it truly sounded. Right. And, and also like in hearing you guys explain a little bit deeper, how it's recorded, it seems logical because my head has two sides. It has a right and a left side (laughs) and I don't hear center. I hear right and left. So that it actually makes sense to have the information from both sides stay where it is instead of trying to force it to come into some like homogenized yeah, change ball it, in the middle it, i mean they're really creating a, a virtual center right you're you're if you have the same sound coming from the right side and the left side you you think your brain tells you it's coming from right in the middle right in right. front of you um you know so that that's the uh that's the difference um uh, in that auditory experience versus you know having multiple entities in front of you creating multiple sounds in a space um you know the other thing that i just realized um when when we were talking was that the the other benefit um sonically of having completely separate information on on each track when you play it back it's not just in the recording but when you're playing it back you're tasking each of those speakers with different jobs and so the you know just like you know if you think about the wall of sound where you know they were they were being reductionist to the point where each speaker you know each each one of phil's strings had its own stack right (laughs) right each of that those speakers had fewer things to do at once Mm. and the fewer things you ask a speaker to do the more accurately it can it can work right so um when you when you put different information if you only have you know the the your two speakers if you're giving each of them a different chunk of the music to recreate they're going to do a better job at it so it's it's going to maximize the output of of any one system if there's more than one speaker by only making it do half the work. Right. And so that's, uh, that's, that's another aspect of this technique, you know, bear, bear moved past it. It wasn't his ultimate, like, this is the best way to do things and I'm going to do it this way forever. But it's interesting in the evolution of his, of his process that, you know, he, he found this technique, and you know, I I wish I could have had more detailed conversations with him about it, but but you know the the 
I, I fall back on on the, the, the how many times he told me that <clears throat> my mind worked like his did. And so when I think about why, um, you know, I feel like I have a decent chance of grabbing what it was he was after. Um, and and I really think that those those elements, um, you know, came into play. You know, the other thing that you guys were just saying um, that, you know, really hits home for me is is that, you know, these sonic journals are an experience of 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 a show of listening, not just like to streaming this bit and then short attention span theater. Let's move on to this, you know, and oh, the algorithms can tell me that this thing is similar to that. And we're going to, you know, just bounce around and, and not sit anywhere for very long. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because it's like, you guys get it and the people listening to this, this podcast get it. And I think that's partly because deadheads more than a lot of other people listen to shows. (laughs) We're, we're trained to start at the beginning and take the trip all the way through because that's the experience. And we know where the power is in, in the gradual accumulation of the music. Um, and and the 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 arc of a show and 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 taking the band taking you through that um, it, you know beyond the you know it's it's like it, you know like going to an opera I guess you know you're you're if you listen to one aria it's it's going to be good but the whole sto- story of the of the experience is is the show mm-hmm. and and so when you pull little pieces out you're only getting a small part of the experience and. You know, that's one of the reasons we're so doggedly um, attached to physical media is, is, you know, it's like put the disc in if you can find a CD player. (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't imagine what people are, you know, they're they're missing the whole story if they don't, you know, if they don't have the the booklet and the artwork and, you know, the stories and perspectives that go along with it to put it in context. You know, you can get, obviously, it's all about the music and you get the music, right? When you when you listen on Spotify to an MP3, but you're missing a larger part of the story. And that's why we, we are absolutely committed to physical product uh, in an era when we're told that it's dying. Um, and, and so far, uh, you know, our folks seem to get it. You know, tell tell us a little bit about what um, what you get when you purchase this, because this is like you said, there's a whole thing here. This isn't just, you're getting a cardboard sleeve with a pretty picture on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where to, where to begin? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what we try to do with each one of our releases, and we're, I think uh, we're getting better and better at it with, with each effort um, is to give a, a, a highly curated accounting of the context for all of these concerts. And this one is a pretty rich story. And we wanted to get as many different perspectives on it, multi-generational perspectives on it as we could. And so, you know, this, the, the obvious sort of tagline for this is Johnny and June meet the hippies, right? It's, <laughs> it's Johnny and June uh, at the Carousel Ballroom at a time when it's managed by the Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, Big Brother, um, and Quicksilver. And the house sound man is, is the LSD king, you know, Housley Stanley. I mean, it's, it's just too rich of a story just on, just on that sort of uh, threshold uh, detail. Right. Uh, but then when you, when you start digging into it and, you know, you see that the, the venue was only filled with 700 people. It was scheduled on a Wednesday night at the last minute. Um, you know, the club was owned by Bill Fuller at one point and Johnny had played in his clubs elsewhere. 
Like we still don't fully know how Johnny got there. Um, the notion of where he was in his career, uh, 67 was not a good year, 68, you know, he used to sit down every New Year's Eve and write a letter to himself and look back at the year and assess you know, how the year has been. When he sat down in 68, he wrote that this was the best year of my life. But on April 24th, 1968, he had no way of knowing that. Um, you know, he oh, had wow. beaten his addiction early in the year. He recorded um, Folsom Prison, which he announces from the stage as the album coming out next week. That album hadn't hit yet, so he didn't know that it would be one of the most iconic live albums in the history of you know, modern American music. Um, he had just married the love of his life, uh, June Carter, who wouldn't have anything to do with him until he kicked his addiction. Um, you know, the prior year he was suicidal, the next year he was king. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's sort of a remarkable story. And, and, you know, we sort of look at this concert as that moment of grace before uh, he ascended to a pinnacle of American arts and culture that few artists have ever reached. Um, and he never came down from there, you know, once he hit that point. And it all was right here. Um, oh, so there's just the so much, point. Yeah. so much to sink your teeth into uh, in this recording. And then Gordon Lightfoot on his first trip to, to California happens to be in the audience and requests uh, 40 Shades of Green. Uh, you know, it's, it's just remarkable. Um, and you're getting, you're getting the booklet that comes with it. There's like a, a poster, right, that's in there as well. A gig, original gig poster and. I mean, it's well in the album too, the double album with the colors and the comic book. I mean, there's just like a lot here. The liner notes with Dave so Spools, cool. Bob Weir, his son. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the album. <laughs> I don't have one in my oh, well. hands yet. <laughs> um, the uh, but the um, the uh, yeah, the CD. You know, it, we we just um, we, we hadn't encountered this media book um, uh, format before, and and uh, I just I I'm just besotted with it because it's um, it really it's a it's a little hardcover book. It's like a a, a CD sized hardcover book that puts the art and the liner notes um, front and center. Um, and oh. so you know you have this 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 substantial little um story that that you can read while you're listening to the music um and you know that's it's such an essential part of of the story that we're trying to tell with these sonic journals it's not it's not just the music it, it's 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 you know digging into the artists and what was going on in their historical arc of their careers and the 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 culture of the of the audience and and how it all fits into the greater realm of of, of musical history and experience um you know it, it, there, there's so much fascinating stuff that was going on and, and interwoven with with this music and, and the scenes um that you know we just love digging into it um and uh you know i i i keep telling hawk i i don't know how you find time to sleep yeah well that might be it that's, that's why i look like this <laughs> that would explain a few things um but yeah you know it's it's the amount the amount of work that goes into into you know bringing these gems out of the archive and and you know sonically um crafting them uh you know making sure that they're they're presented in in their 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 most glowing light and 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 building the 
the liner notes and the stories and the research, um, you know, I mean, these guys, nobody gets paid. And, you know, they fly to the other side of the world sometimes uh, at the drop of a hat. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, I wish my schedule was was flexible enough to let me, <laughs> me, yeah, me tag along on some of these things. I keep missing them because I'm too locked in um with with my work scene here but the um you know just the the amount of work that goes into researching and putting together um the notes uh, you you really have no idea how many countless hours um and and the detail and and the 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 care that's that goes into you know really finding the story and then laying it out there and then and then we get to spend weeks arguing with each other about how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the fun part. We all yeah. love to write and we all think we got the best phrasing. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an enormous process, um, you know, and, and so, you know, I really hope that people, you know, get, get the physical product. I mean, hell, even if you don't have a CD player, uh, the notes, <laughs> you know, yeah. the notes are, are, are so much part of it. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe we need to do um, standalone books uh, that, that go along with the, you know, with the, with the music, um, you know, so that you can get the notes, even if you don't have a CD player, I want the digital downloads. So send me the book. That's actually <laughs> yeah. a good idea, man. I think there's a lot of people that would go for that. And, you know, back to what you're saying about like how it enriches the experience of, of hearing the music, it's something that we experienced through doing this show and talking to artists is when you get to know the person that's making the music and then you go see them play, it's a completely different experience because you're connected to them energetically and you're rooting for your friend that's up on the stage doing their thing. And I don't know, it just enriches the experience. music experience for us. And it's, it really is the same thing back in the day when I would buy an album and I would sit for hours listening to, to the album and like going through the liner notes and reading the thank yous and all the shit that was in there. And like it changed the deepened the experience of hearing this piece of wax that I bought. And so it just makes sense that this, this is like meeting the artist that you can't meet, you know, he's gone. So this is a way for you to get to know the whole story behind the scene of how this was recorded, why this show even happened. And then when you listen to it, you have a different perspective and it takes you on the complete roller coaster ride as opposed to only part of it. I mean, that's the way I see yeah. it anyway. Yeah. Do you uh, all do, you I, all do CD? Feeling, uh, Go there's going to be a generation that, that rarely has that feeling of sitting down to you know, unwrap it, put it on and listen to it from front to back and read the liner notes for context while you're listening. Um, you know, I hope that doesn't uh, become a lost experience. Uh, yeah. over time. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to ask, uh, aside from like, you know, doing like things like this, do you do like a s release party for these uh, journals that you, you know, come up with or, you know, finish? Well, pandemic has certainly uh, yes. made Print it very, very style. difficult to, <laughs> yes. to do that. Um, you know, we, we try to find events to do the launches. Yeah. Um, so, for example, Doc Watson and Merle Watson, our first release, we debuted at Merle Fest. Uh, oh, it was a really wow. wonderful uh, experience. Um, yeah, and, the Almond Brothers, we debuted at Peach Music Festival. So usually it's an exclusive kind of a thing where we make it available at that event first before it gets to the rest of the world. Yeah. And then similarly with Jack and Yorma, we had uh, New Year's celebration with them uh, in Berkeley at the Freight and Salvage. 
to celebrate that launch. Which was um, awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, and 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 the added bonus for us is that, you know, not only do we get to to you know press the flesh and and introduce the music to people, but we get <laughs> we get to watch Jack and Yorma right. do their new <laughs> sure. thing, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, so are either of you guys going to be attending Skull and Roses? You know, Rick Turner sent me that um, uh, a couple weeks back, um, and we haven't had time to talk about it internally. <clears throat> so that I don't was, know. That was me trying to figure out what what's coming out next. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we are in the throes of it right now. I'll tell you that. Um, all of that, what Starfinder was describing about burning the midnight oil and yeah. late night uh, editorial sessions, we're in the in the midst of now. It may end up being the longest booklet we've ever done. Hawk, is um, it is it all you that that I mean? Are you in charge of putting all that together? Is that your thing? I'm I'm the executive producer, so I I do a lot of the writing and I I keep all the trains running on time where the ball's up in the air, Jesus as it were. Christ. He's uh, the, the whip wielder. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete, Pete Bell does a lot of the research um, and a lot of the writing as well. Uh, we were hoping Pete could join for this, but he had a, uh, a conflict. But okay. um, you'd, you'd love Pete. I don't think you guys have met him. No. Yet, but, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's, you know, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's like, you know, it, in our vehicle, you know, Hawk's, Hawk is the engine uh pete pete's the 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 tires and i'm the driver i if i if if i didn't have those two i'd be <laughs> sitting on the side of the road <laughs> scratching my head um but and, yeah. and it's you know it's a wonderful collaboration uh ultimately because we bring so many different perspectives to everything like i, I often wonder <laughs> it's just be fun for the people to sit into our, on our editorial conversations I would love to be a fly. Uh, because we're all good that. writers, but we're all very different writers. We're all good thinkers, but we're very different thinkers. Uh, and we all come at each project from a different perspective. And what ends up happening, as painful as that sometimes is, I have complete confidence that this team will get it right between the three visions. That should be the uh, lost and, and track. We always do. You know, on the end, that should be the lost track, the fly on the wall editorial of the editorial meeting. meeting. <laughs> yeah, Ar- arguing over what line yeah, goes Yeah, for the hardcore audiophiles, you know, that would be an awesome thing to have. I know we'd yeah. love it. You know, it's it's mostly virtual, like in, in, in texts and emails. And <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it, you know, it, well, the, the, this next one is gonna, it's, it's gonna have some, some, um, some bonus pieces that are related to the process. Um, so you, definitely. You, you, yeah. You may actually hear our voices on this next one. Oh, cool. Um, right on. We spent two days in the studio, uh, with the artist and, um, recorded the entire thing. Which, which artist? <laughs> <laughs> yep, keep that's trying the to, one. Keep trying to exactly, check out. Yeah. Exactly that I, one. I'm curious. Um, oh, and uh, I will tell you this about it as well. Uh, Owsley absolutely adored this artist. Okay. okay. There's a hint. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the he had made uh, probably more copies of his recordings of this artist and sort of distributed it around the world to, you know, we found tapes in Australia and we found tapes in California and other places. He, he, he wanted people to hear this and he enjoyed listening to it uh, himself. So it's going to be another exciting one. Little, little hints, maybe. I don't know. I'm curious about something too. Cause like looking at this, the, the album uh, release and stuff that we were dealing with his audio here is anything lost in the transfer to vinyl 
or is with the technology nowadays, is it possible to, I mean, I did just with vinyl, we all love that vinyl sound, but sometimes yeah. things are lost, you know? Yeah, this is, this Pete is our, he's our, our analog um, guy, our point man for vinyl. So he, he's the best one to, to talk to you about this. I wish you were here, but <clears throat> the, um, yeah, vinyl is, there are distinct um, limitations to the medium. Um, you know, there's only so much, you know, that you can capture in the the vagaries of the up and down and side to side while spinning around. And there's 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 a, a variable um, between the outer track and how long it takes to, you know, how, you know, how long it takes to go through the track versus the inner tracks, oh, shit, you know, how much information you can get uh, um, okay. as you spiral in towards the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, the, the, the up and down and the, and the, 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 the side to side aspects of the grooves um, have different information. And, you know, it, when when doing a studio album um when vinyl was the medium um there were very um conscious decisions made about track order based on dynamics because of the limitations of the medium and okay. and knowing that if you have a a highly dynamic track you need to have it on the outer and as you're going in you have to, you your your ability to to communicate those dynamics is going to be increasingly limited as you come towards the center of the platter. So, um, wow. yeah, it can be, it can be a real challenge. Plus, you know, how, how long is, you know, the, 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 um, more debt, the more detail you have on the platter, the less running time you have, how many, how many platters are you going okay, <laughs> to make? Yeah. And then you have to keep like each one. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if and, we, if, if we wanted to do it the way that, you know, with given those limitations, we would have very short sides and very thick vinyl. Yeah. And okay. that's not always possible. And, you know, I'll tell you the, the vinyl process doesn't really like bears mixes. Oh, um, wow. You know, it doesn't the yeah, left, that... right split. Um, you can't keep the needle in the groove, uh, even on things that are much more oh. uh, conventionally balanced, like the almond brothers release uh, that required several vinyl mastering, uh, efforts because the needle the base the kick drum kept causing the needle to literally jump out of the groove um wow. and well, cutting it <laughs> yeah and, and it's just um yeah well yeah in the, in the in the cutting the lacquer um so it when you ask if there are compromises that's an obvious answer that yes it yeah. doesn't sound the way it sounded when bear recorded it because we've had to make it fit within that medium and you know i don't want to i know everybody's got a fascination with vinyl and the romantic feelings that it inspires and the warmth of that sound. Um, and, but and it is analog in, nature. The, the... And the analog nature of it. Sure. But uh, there is, it's not lossless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's important to remember that when you're talking about sort of audiophile sound, um, there are compromises to the medium, even the further you get away from, you know, in the, in the stamping process, mm. you know, how many, how many units in do you start to get major degradation in the stamping process? Wow. And that the first pressings that you listen to aren't necessarily going to sound like, you know, the 10,000th 
depressing. Right. Um, wow. There is so yeah. much okay. to consider yeah. during and, that. And, you yeah. know, there's also, I mean, one of the things about vinyl is that the, there's, there's almost a meditative process. There's this preparatory act of, 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 you know, I'm going to listen to this album and you, you, you go to your stack of vinyl and you work your way through it and you find it and you pull it out and you look at it and then you open it up and then you pull out the, the vinyl and then you pull it out of its dust sleeve and you hold it carefully by the edges and you bring it over and you, you know, place it on your, you know, that that's, I mean, it's, it's almost like a, a meditative process of preparing yes. your mind to receive the music, mm. you know, so th there's this, there's this physical, you know, focus that, you know, is so much different from, Hey, Google. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. There's more ritual um, to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and ritual. Just, yeah. That's a great, great way. Yeah. It's a comforting yeah. ritual to it. Yes. And yeah. so, so, you know, I think, I think that, you know, just like, you know, an acid trip is so dependent on set and setting um, that when you send your mind into these musical explorations, you know, having that ritual to 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 bring you into this headspace to listen, there's something to that, right? Mm. I mean, bear bear, you know, bears complaints about vinyl were 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 legion. <laughs> um, you know, and he also it's funny because um, I I love candles. Um, I, I think there, you know, the, I, there's some beautiful candle artists out there. And in college, I had I had lots of candles. Um, and you um, gave me the best candles in college. I yeah, still, I, get, I still I gave, have some of them. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I gave I gave bear candles and he gave them away, and I was pissed because like, hey, I got that specially made for you. It was really cool, and you know, if you didn't want it, you should have given it back to me because I would have really appreciated it. He's like, nah, I don't do candles, and one of the reasons he didn't do candles was that um, it would, he, you know, he he really got mad at candles back in the day. Um, when he had an extensive vinyl collection and he, he realized that when you burn candles and the candles drip down and they make their, your beautiful things, um, that when the candle, when the wax drips down and hits, it splashes. And then all these tiny little wax balls, um, are, are propagated throughout your environment. And so he would, you know, when you, when you're taking your vinyl out and you pull the vinyl out of the sleeve, there's a little static electricity that happens. Um, and some of those, some of those wax balls get stuck to stuff. And, Holy and then when you put it back in the, in the, in the sleeve and put it back in and it, the, the wax balls get squished onto your, onto your platter. And so then the next time you take the vinyl out and you put it on the, on the turntable, you know, bear of course had this super sensitive, super delicate system, you know? And so he'd put his, he'd put the, the needle on the track and it would be you know, spinning around and, you know, that wax ball is in the groove and it's coming around, it's coming around. And, you know, from the needles perspective, there's this, there's this, you know, brick wall of wax smushed into the groove and it would rip the guts out and <laughs> rip the needle oh, right wow. out of this thing. Oh, what a uh, trip. Those were All not right. cheap. And so he got really pissed at candles and was like, nope, no more. That's it. Wow. <laughs> that, you know, he, he was. That brain. Right. I <laughs> Bear, it sounds to me like he was the king of minutia. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he would take <laughs> something that, to that, the fucking end of the end of the end of the end. Well, 
Uh, there's, I think, in 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 the Johnny Cash um, liner notes, and uh, was that in Weir's? No, it was, it, or did that end up in the? No, it was. It was, it, was, it was part of our discussion with him about uh, he achieved tremendous. Uh, he achieved it? simplicity, simplicity through tremendous, through tremendous complexity, complexity <laughs> which, is, which is hard to do. <laughs> but Bear well, was a wizard. <laughs> I want. I want to ask you too that something that I've always wondered is in the liner notes. You know, you have Bob Weir, you have Dave Schools, and who's the, there's a third one. John, John Carter, Carter Cash. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Well, that makes sense. But how do you end up at Bob Weir and Dave Schools for a Johnny Cash release for the liner notes? Well, that, uh, going back to the, the notion of this was the night when Johnny and June met the hippies. Right. And we couldn't think of a better person than Bob Weir to, the, the original intent was Bobby would do the introduction to the whole thing as someone who you know, was eight years old when Johnny Cash did the Sun recordings, his voice has been a part of his life for his whole life. Uh, he starts, the first Johnny Cash tune that he played, the cover uh, that he played was uh, Green Green Grass of Home at Jerry's request. And then several years after this performance by Johnny Cash at the carousel, Bobby's playing Big River and he plays it over 300 times for the Grateful Dead. You know, something that is tremendously important to Johnny Cat or to, to Bob Weir's repertoire was this Johnny Cash song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk about a foot in both worlds, okay. you know, a creator of the Grateful Dead universe that we all love so much. Uh, on the one hand, as a sort of metaphor for the you know, sort of hippie culture uh, that Johnny Cash was stepping into, uh, unusually so in the, in the sort of scheme of the world at that time. You know, in 1968, America was a pretty conservative place. San Francisco was not. And Johnny sort of represented a very conservative view of America and steps into the carousel ballroom. And, you know, who could understand that dynamic and the characters involved and the uh, personalities than Bob Weir? Uh, and, you know, we had the idea right off the bat to, if, we, if he was interested uh, and if the cash trust was interested uh, to, to have Bobby talk about what Johnny Cash means to him. And, and I thought he came through brilliantly. And there were several moments in his liner notes uh, where his, his warmth and candor and thoughtfulness uh, just touched me. For example, even just the last line of the piece where he, he, he talks at length about how Johnny was about the authenticity of the character. Everything was in service to the character of the songs that he's singing about. And now picture, you know, Bobby, whose career we know, we all know intimately because we've stood there in front of the stage and just been in awe of the way Bobby inhabits songs, right? And he closes the essay. I think it's worth sort of reading it out loud. Yeah. Johnny Cash was around for decades and it was instructive to me that if I really made every effort to pay attention to the characters and be as authentic as I possibly could, maybe I'd still be doing this in a few decades. Wow. Oh, shit. Wow. So that's that's where he got his <laughs> idea that how to have longevity was from cash. Wow. Okay. Okay. But, but the sense. cash lesson to inhabit the characters, right? You know, and and then you start to I started thinking back about the ways that Bobby inhabits the characters, and then I started thinking about the ways that Jerry inhabits the characters. You listen to Jerry singing Two Soldiers" with David Grisman. I mean, he becomes a Civil War soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you listen to him singing rocking chair and he's, he's the old guy on the porch in the rocking chair. Like 
the way that they inhabit the roles is part of what makes it so special to us when we're listening and, and often in ways that we don't recognize. Yeah, Think about black. the storytelling in Warfrat. Um, yeah. yeah. You know. Black Peter. Uh, yeah. I mean, Black Peter. Yeah. Examples. It's like an acting yeah. musician. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference between a musician and a performer. Maybe. Maybe. You there's, know. there's, you know, but the, that, that aspect of, of Johnny just, just completely inhabiting um, the characters um, that, that he's singing about. And, and, you know, what Bobby's saying is that you're not, you're not looking at the musician, the, the name on the, on the marquee um, when he's performing, you're looking at the character that he's telling your story about the, yeah. the, the music is in service to the character um, and the character's story. Um, and, and that is, you know, that, you know, and then, and then when you shift to looking at Dave school's exploration of, of, you know, authenticity of, 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 and, and, and permission to, you know, as a musician, um, to, to be fully authentic, to really put yourself fully out there without, without, you know, that, that, that layer of, self-criticism which is so pervasive in in any creative mind um but to to you know present yourself in, in that raw um manner that 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 the ego you know per- perversely maybe is is dissolved into the service of the art and 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 the art representing that character um and and the the you know and and, and i think again it's like with the dead and 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 deadheads understand this it's like the the some of the biggest cheers you'll you'll hear at a dead show are when they fall flat on their face mm-hmm. because they were going for it you know <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah you missed but you're trying yeah. and yeah. You're, you're human you're not this like you know algorithm that that can just make stuff you're you, you know it's like a, there's the process it's like you know there there's beauty in the failure because you know it shows that the authenticity um and uh you know dave wrote a great piece on um on you know how as a musician that that you know because it, it it's it, it it's interesting because we 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 talked with Dave a, a bunch of times and, and he, you know, his, his initial thoughts were, you know, just, you know, giving us uh, his perspective on Johnny Cash in a, in a more kind of uh, uh, historical context of Johnny Cash. And, 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 you know, the, you know, we, it, which, which was good, but it's like, no, this, this, you know, what does Johnny Cash mean to you as an artist? Not, you know, not who was Johnny Cash, but who's Johnny Cash to you? What, where is that? And, and as a second generation progressive jam band artist, not born of the country idiom, right? Yeah. So it's like, you've got Bob Weir as the front chapter in the book, and you've got Dave Schools as the next generation picking up all of this amalgam of lessons. Right. Right. Um, and I, that was the, that was the uh, context that we wanted. And it was great because, you know, Dave, the more he's talked, the more it was like, Holy shit, Johnny cash really is important to me from the time when I was driving in the car as a little kid, listening to his music you know, with my dad to, you know, lying under the piano and reaching up and hitting you know, those bass tones to the first time I, and understanding what resonance means from that deep voice and being under the piano and then hearing Phil drop a bass bomb in the other one for the first time, like all of these data points, you know, hearing Jack Cassidy's bass on White Rabbit, 
they all informed who I became in the, in the experiments that I undertook and the adventures that I, and the paths that I went down, uh, right down to recording hardworking Americans in, um, you know, Sun Studios. Like all of these cool connections started to come out, including at the very end, we learned about Cashwood, his base, which is made out of lumber that he found on the cash property uh, and asked, you know, uh, John Carter Cash if, you know, hey, what is this stuff? And John Carter said, oh, that was a, a Jamaican mahogany tree that my folks loved a lot and it fell down and we just saved the lumber. So Dave School says, well, why don't we make a base out of it? Wow. John Carter says, fine, make two. Make one for me. Wow. <laughs> and he sends it off. Where, does, where does he send it off to? He sends it off to Alembic, uh, uh. <laughs> a place that Owsley helped to form, you know? Oh, holy shit. This, wow. this world that we all live in, man, is very convoluted and intertwined in ways that we will never know. There are little wax balls floating all over the What you guys are doing or making a listening, something that, like, if you just think about listening, it seems so, like, flatlined and, and linear. But what you're doing is creating an entire world mm-hmm. with each single CD and vinyl that you're doing. Mm-hmm. We could research this for the rest of the month. What what you guys are talking about the the wax balls, the the audio file, the I I'm envisioning like a listening party where everybody gets invited, and no one's gonna listen to fucking nothing else. We're all gonna sit down and listen to the CD, and when that's done, we're gonna turn on the vinyl, and we're going to sit there with our our notes. The only thing we can have is a pen and a paper, <laughs> and put our notes on. And then we're then the party's gonna be a discussion after that by the fire with your drinks, listening. Just I, it's what it's incredible what you've created. I feel like it's like yes. a baseball card, like a new, you know, like we get to trade and talk and like. The stats and it's an analog NFT. And it's just yes, <laughs> it's 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 an incredible thing. You you've created an entire under overground. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, and a huge story. What Melda said is my point. I was going to come back to when I asked about the vinyl. I kind of knew it was, it was a silly question. You're going to lose something, but the answer is you need to buy the vinyl and the CD to get the whole experience to hear everything that was put into this. Yeah. And to get all the cool collectible stuff that comes with the different things. And this is a hell of a package. Well, also, that's, that's a good, if I could jump in, go real quick, it, that's a good point that some people don't know about our, our vinyl. Not only that, our vinyl and our analog are mastered by two different engineers, both handpicked by Bear, both reflecting their, um, their ears. And so there, there are differences in the way that they're mastered. Yeah, let, let me just correct what you said because you said vinyl and analog. You meant uh, I'm sorry, our analog, analog and digital. And our I, meant, digital I meant analog are, and digital. Yes. So we got Paul Stubblebine yeah. doing an all analog half speed master um, for vinyl um, that that goes from from the analog reel to the analog lacquer um, without any sort of digital um, interval it, 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 um, intervening process. And then you've got um, Jeffrey Norman, uh, who's who's another wizard, um, transferring to digital and doing the digital master process. Wow. Okay. Okay. That- before we go, I want to. <laughs> I I asked Mel a question before we started talking. Can to you guys I today. answer that again? Because well, you oh, hold on. on. I I, I will. <laughs> but I- hold on, because you'll re- you'll remember and I'll forget. Okay. He he asked me the question. You know why do you like Johnny Cash? And it wasn't until you Hawk mentioned something about how 
they embody the character and that I didn't I didn't understand that about why I liked him until you said it. I realized through this conversation and through listening right before that mm. it's because I don't feel like I'm listening to Johnny Cash. He sounds like everybody who he's singing about. And I didn't realize that that was like him embodying it. And on top of whatever, the, the musical aspects that I like, I love that train rolling in the background. I always love that. But you helped to identify the deeper aspect of why I like him. So thank you guys so much for bringing that out in me, like a another part that I couldn't explain because I couldn't quite understand what it was yet so thank you for that yeah, and then man. now Aaron, and, and to be fair we learned that from bobby oh uh, wow and, okay well thanks, we have bobby. the same realization that you had when bobby pointed it out to us wow yes. thanks Bob, guys. bobby's gifts just keep coming keep yeah. giving thanks bobby wow. thanks yeah. hawk thanks bear thank <laughs> yeah. you freaking Starfinder. all of you for jeff norman all, all everybody thanks guys it's it, really amazing it is amazing and and you know that the the reason I asked Mel that question, and I'm at, I want you guys to both answer it too. Like, why do you like? What is it about Johnny Cash that you like? The reason I asked that is because Deadheads in particular are very fickle, picky people, and when we like what we like is what I mean by that. And we're into what we're into, and that's that. And um, I wouldn't say that Johnny Cash is the most gifted singer I've ever heard, just like Trey or Jerry or Bobby for that matter. It's not the technical aspect of the singing that pulls me in, nor is he the most gifted guitar player that's ever been. But he is a quintessential icon of American musical history for a reason. And I, when I ask that question, I'm just curious like what your answer is because we all have a reason that we love him and there is a overarching reason that he is that icon as well. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. So, whoever wants to go first. I think for me, it starts really and ends with the notion that somehow everybody is always welcome at a Johnny Cash show. Mm. There is something about his personality that welcomes all audiences and all, of all types. I mean, here's a guy who played in prisons. He could play for a prison audience. He ended up in, even in Nixon's White House, but he used it as a, uh, to make a point of activism. Mm. And there's something about Johnny's persona and something about the way that he lived and the way that he wrote his songs, that he was very much an, a- an activist, cut of the same cloth of the sort of backgrounds that we come from socio-musicologically. Uh, if that's even a term. The whole 60s music environment and arts and culture scene uh, that, that we believe in. Johnny didn't necessarily look like us, dress like us, wear tie-dyed shirts. He was the man in black and he stuck to that. But if you listen to the messages of his songs, if you listen to his appreciation of Native American rights yes. and singing for the downtrodden, um, it's all part and parcel of that. Uh, even, you know, the, there's a great documentary that John, John Carter Cash is in, actually, does great interviews in it, 
about Johnny Cash playing in the Nixon White House uh, and the way that he sort of went down that, threaded that needle of making his points be known without taking overt political stances and just singing his songs, understanding the, that he was being used by the administration to appeal to a broad swath of America um, on views that he didn't necessarily agree with, but he wasn't going to alienate anybody on either side, but he was still going to champion, you know, his first and foremost hero was America and all of the diversity that America stood for. Um, and I think country music is sometimes not given enough credit for its broadness of, of mind and its connection to all other threads of Americana uh, and, and the diversity that it embraces in so many different forms. And when I look back on Johnny Cash's career, like that's kind of what he taught me. Wow. You know, it's, it, he's not going to take my brain to a place that a 10-minute jam might take me, but he teaches me something else. Ooh. And yeah, that's... Wow, that's pretty heavy. That's, yeah. What about you, Starfinder? Um, yeah, well, what, what, what Hawk said. Like, like what we were talking about there, um, you know, that, that authenticity that, that, you know, it, it's, it, you know, great music isn't always about, you know, virtua, virtuoistic. Is that a word? Um, <laughs> it is it now. Is now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, socio-musicological virtuosity. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it is not about necessarily the technique and the, you know, the, you know, how uh, your blistering finger speed and, and per, per, no pitch perfect you know, timing and, you know, there, the, the art is in the presentation and, and that's, you know, Johnny Cash, whether he's, you know, being smooth or rough or, you know, even, even when, you know, slightly out of tune and, you know, slightly off the beat, there, there's something about um, how he presents his music that, that, that is so real Mm-hmm. that um it 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 draws you in um and 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 that you know you 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 can appreciate the greatness of the performance um without being you know, without needing the details um because it's not about the details um so it it's it's you know that's the wonderful thing about art and creativity is that there's so many different iterations of beauty um, that, uh, you know, you can, you can come away and, 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 you know, with the Sonic journals, you know, one of the really fun parts of it is there are 80 different musicians, musicians, different types of music in this, this trove of, of reels that we get to, you know, like completely change direction and find the, the, you know, the pieces and then weave them together so that you know you can see where where there are similarities and where there are diversities um divergences and and you get um you get you know the, this this wonderful tapestry of of you know, musical experience that 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 has so much to offer and it's not all the same and 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 you know some of some of the most um remarkable parts are, are where you you least expect it right because it's not it's not something that you would go like yeah i'm gonna listen to this it's like what the hell is this i, I don't even know who this is right? <laughs> yeah. know? holy cow that's really good <laughs> it, yeah it's, um, it's super fun yeah, to, so, to have the 
ability to experience new stuff and and through the through the lens of bear you know and yeah and yeah you know it's it's funny because the links come from jeffrey and sometimes i'm like hmm, okay click you know it's like <laughs> where did this come from i i you know is there there you know maybe i should have heard of this person but i hadn't <laughs> yeah that's how we were with buckley mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the deadhead response to Buckley was amazing, by the way. Um, yeah. You know, deadheads had never heard of him. Got it, you know, right away. Right. As on. it should yes. be. Yeah. I mean, it right just on. fits. It makes sense, man. That's, you know, and the Ali Akbar Khan, that has become for me. I listen to that all the every that, weekly. When I go on an airplane, for whatever reason, that is what I listen to on the plane every time since it came out like that is my happy place when i'm flying because I, I don't know as i got older i don't like flying as much but whatever and that <laughs> makes me feel comfortable and like safe and and i'm in that room with that wonderful you music. gentlemen are doing the lord's work yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, i just gotta say seriously i mean i say it you know jokingly but you've put fun back into music and I just wanted to say one thing, you know, you go on like say Apple music and you say like, Hey Google, whatever you were just mentioning. And then they have these like digitally remastered of whatever artist. And it fucking sucks. (laughs) It sucks. It feels like you're missing something. It feels so like, yeah, flat and just like, there's no fringe to it. There's no love to it it's like robotic and wax balls all over yeah and and what you're doing is you're putting back and that the the crunch and the magic and the life that that digitally remastered kind of took out so for that that's what i really mean you guys are doing the lord's work in the sense that you're keeping a time alive that is imperative to people that love music yeah drop the mic mel oh well thank you Damn. yeah well I, now, now it's i want to give you guys a little praise that this is i mean we joined you guys met you uh it's been a little journey it's fun to be on this journey with you guys mm-hmm. not too long after yeah, you guys put cool. out doc we we got to meet you and every time aaron, you know aaron communicates with you guys and sets up interviews every time you guys pop up again i get so we we all get super excited mm-hmm. when he told me you know, it was last week or whatever. We're going to be doing this. It's it's like fuck yeah! It, it thank you for taking us. You know, letting us be part of this journey yeah, an honor. and yeah. continue to talk to you guys face to face because we love what you're doing. And and it, this is just that, like Mel said, this is very needed in this world where a lot of stuff can get muddled and watered down. And to have you, Starfighter, keeping your dad's legacy, it it this tears. It makes me feel so good to be part of this and get to see you guys and smile. We all get giddy. I don't use that. That's not a word used often, but when we talk to you guys, this is so fun. We get silly. We get giddy. It makes me feel youthful again. And thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we always, this is one of the highlights of our, of our, uh, you know, uh, pressers when we're, when we're talking about each of our projects, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the good old days sitting in, in someone's parents' basement, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, hanging out, hanging right out with their buddies, you know, it's it's it, that's the sort of thing. Um, you know, I I also I wanted to um, to to just uh, kind of circle back on 
um, some aspects of the sound on this one. Um, the uh, you know we were talking about the uh, <laughs> my dog's coming in. Um, we were talking about um, some of the elements of um, of the you know the sound of this. Um, one of the one of the remarkable things I think about this album and and this show, um, you know, b- being that it was that that um that kind of tipping point um coming just a week before that Folsom Prison uh album dropped um which really you know revitalized Johnny's career mm-hmm. um and he so that had been recorded and you know when you listen to that it it's it's one of those those you know those iconic albums um and and it's a live show that that where they were they were recording in a prison cafeteria and and it 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 sounds like it was recorded you know it's very it's very raw and and the ambiance is prison cafeteria um but it was it was an intentional uh recording for an album so they went in to to do that show with the intent of taking the recording from that show and making an album from it mm-hmm. um and it far exceeded what the what the um album uh, what the the uh, record labels expectations were for it and so you know they re-upped and and did san quentin at you know at the, uh, the other end of the year and in that one, you know, they they really brought in all the gear and they really polished it up. And it was, you know, so the sound of that one is is so much more um, produced. Um, but again, it was, you know, we're going in, we're doing this prison show. We're going to record it to make an album out of it. This concert was you know it was an add on. It was, you know, Johnny and June and Tennessee three. You know, it, it's June up there going, you know, it's just little old me because, you know, some 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 people thought, you know, that the Carter Carter family was coming. But sorry <laughs> to disappoint you. It's just just us. Um, you know, it, there were 700 people in in this in the you know, the the carousel was like a three three thousand person venue. Um, and it's this little intimate show. Um, and and. It, it really it's and and they weren't doing it for an album they were doing it for the audience and so what this gives this 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 intimate and again going back to to the the concept of of authenticity this this gives a you know a, a wonderful window into what it was like to be up right up at this the edge of the stage with with Johnny and June you know, connecting with their audience, you know, in a really intimate fashion um, that is totally different and unique, but but so much an essential part of the the experience of Johnny Cash and and to to be able to take, you know, we always talk about Bear Sonic Journals being like this time machine that mm-hmm. that can take you and put you in the audience to be able to join that 700 person audience. Um, with 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 Johnny and June and, and the Tennessee Three in, in this in this show at this time, uh, it's just it's just such a special gift, um, you know. So I I you know it, we always love it when people you know have it also get to listen to those other two albums from from this this you know greatest year of of Johnny's life, um, you know, and 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 you know and have that context with with all those three um sonic perspectives 
on 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 mm. the experience of Johnny Cash. It's it's uh it's that's that's just uh gives us goosebumps when we talk about yeah. it. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, that that's a uh, that's really taking the ride. That's that that you know book ending with those two prison performances with this and like that's a I'm gonna have to do that soon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what a, we're going to have one of those listening parties yeah, for sure. I feel it coming. <laughs> where, where can people go Hawk to, to get physical copies of this? Sure. Uh, we've got them on our website, uh, Owsley Stanley foundation.org. O W S L E Y S T A N L E Y foundation.org. Uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff there. We've got our new, uh, Owsley high alum. Uh, those shirts t-shirts. are amazing, man. Uh, <laughs> Um, dose your ears with bear sonic journals. It's mm-hmm. what it says on the back. Um, and, uh, you know, all, all sorts of things there. We've got the shirts that we made for, to commemorate. Uh, and one of the things that Owsley was, uh, most proud of was being in the Oxford English dictionary, uh, as a noun synonymous with high quality LSD. Wow. So we yeah. made those collegiate shirts that just say Owsley, uh, in purple haze, blue cheer and orange sunshine, uh, colors. And if they want to sponsor a reel, they can go there as well, right? Yep, and sponsor a reel, and we've got posters, and all the albums are there, and the vinyl is there. Oh. Yeah, come visit. You guys, man, thank you so much, mm-hmm. really, yeah. like from the bottom of our hearts. It's like Apple said, every time that we get to talk to you guys, it's super fun. And watching this catalog grow that you guys are building, man. This, is, just... this is the B-side of the CD. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's great! It's great fun for us to be here as well. This is this is one of our favorite shows to come on. Thanks, uh, thanks so much. And, and it's funny because you, it is talking like to. It's like talking to old friends, and mm-hmm. so you get a different side out of us too, which we really appreciate. That's cool. Yeah, we we appreciate the the facts and all the things, but it's nice to have this kind of round table where, yeah, where we're hanging out, and I think it just pulls a little bit of a different um, aspect of your work than you know maybe like a Rolling Stone would. Yeah. Thanks for doing that, guys. Yeah. Thank and, you. and hey, happy holidays, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a Dude, fucking weird holidays. year again. And uh, <laughs> shit, man. Oh, this is right in time for the holidays, everybody. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's, say, well, at least we're good. We've gotten live music back this year. Oh, thank God. That, that's the fountain of youth. Yeah. All right, Indeed. you guys. Well, yep. Yep. Just, just got, just got uh, my booster. Right so, on. Right um, on, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, don't don't be afraid of vaccines, people. They're your passport to music. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll talk to you soon. To be healthy and uh, and go listen to, to wonderful stuff. Right yes. on. Right on. We'll talk to you guys soon. And um, take care of yourselves. All right. All right, All right guys. Later, brother. Thank you. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tide that binds Because you're mine, I walk the line I find it very, very easy to be true I find myself alone when he stays I'll admit that I'm a fool for you because you're mine.
Stanley Foundation. And if that conversation didn't persuade you to go to the OwsleyStanleyFoundation.org and purchase yourself one of those booklets for this new Johnny Cash release at the Carousel Ballroom, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. what We're doing everything do we can, guys. Yeah, man. I'm trying my best. Yeah, that's, that, that's, this is amazing. If you're a Johnny Cash fan and don't have this, then you're just lame. So. <laughs> Apple said it. I didn't say it, everybody. I said straight out, say it. I mean, this is an amazing recording. You just heard all about it, the rarity of this, the when you hear this. It's exciting. It, 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 like they always do. It puts you like on the stage in the middle of all the musicians. It's There's, there's nothing like this sound. Ain't no place I'd rather be. No, hey, we're, we're back at the end of the beginning. Here we are. And, uh, Back to the front, to the front, to the back. Having a good time. No, you know what? I'm I'm gonna say right from the outset of this outro that we're doing today that I hope everybody's doing well. Yes. I hope you're all feeling good. I hope your throats aren't scratchy. I hope your heads are clear. I hope your bellies feel great. I hope your noses are clear. It's been weird the past couple of weeks, man. When we uh, did our intro for Jamel last week. Um, I was in the very beginning of starting to be under the weather and boy, the next day did it hit me over the head. And, um, uh, like we were saying in the beginning, I think between the three of us, I don't think any of us know anybody that's not been, uh, we, we know one, whacked over we know one person. Yeah. Ryder. Ryder. He's a mutant. Ryder has and like, Simon. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Simon was kind of, well, I don't know about feeling exactly what we're, we're but he was feeling down a little bit was and he? stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Ryder's a mutant. Yeah. Ryder. He, yeah. his he immune system blood. is strong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, from, uh, DMS and emails and, and texts I've been getting from the no simple road family. I just want to, 
send out healing vibes to the entire family right from the jump right now. I Mm. hope that wherever you are, you're comfy and cozy and you're feeling good and you're smiling and the sun is shining. Or if it's cloudy, I hope you're nice and cozy and warm with a nice warm drink. Yeah. And one, and then and to all our, you know, all all our favorite artists and everybody out there on the road and everything. It, this is hitting a lot of people. A lot of a lot of people are being affected by this. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know. But you know what? We will make it through this, and we will all be stronger for it. And when the springtime springs and the summer sums, it's fucking party time, man. Party time. It's on. I mean, seriously, we were talking last week about. Um, was it last week about bears hibernating? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it was last week because you told me we, we got a few comments yeah. that people appreciate it. Do I do we want to do we want to share your new yeah. fact you yeah, found this week to continue up. on this, the bear because this yeah. is very funny and interesting. So we we were talking about back to the the, the National Geographic corner <laughs> on No Simple Road talking about bears hibernating, and you know I was just wondering, like, <laughs> just as a as a fifty year old man. I can't make it through eight hours of sleep without getting up to take a leak. And it would seem to me that if I slept the entire three months of the winter, at some point during that three months, I would at least one time have to get up and take a leak. What would make a 50-year-old man compare himself to a bear? Psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, best Thank answer. you. That is a great best answer. answer ever. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, so yeah. psychedelics. So I was thinking about that, and I I asked Apple in earnestness during like actually questioning, like, "Hey, man, do bears get up to take a piss when they're hibernating in the winter time?" And Apple assured me, that, being a bear expert yeah, as I am, that the being the zoologist that he is that bears absolutely do not get up to take a pee. Well, further knowledge came to me through Coyote this week about bears and their hibernation habits, and I just wanted to share with all of you out there what Cody shared with me. And that little tidbit nugget is that bears pack their buttholes with dirt before they hibernate so that ants don't crawl inside them and eat them alive while they're sleeping. Yeah. And then what do they do when they wake up? Then they wake up and they, they eat go eat. It's called Bear's Club, I think. Claw. Claw. That's it. Bear's Claw is the name of the plant. And it makes them have diarrhea to clear the, the dirt. Plug. Clear that out. Get going again. Get them That's all right. revved up and ready to go for the springtime. So for all of you out there. Mother Nature's amazing. Thinking of taking a long nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure you protect yourself from those ants. Oh man, you know what? Uh, yeah, Mother Nature is freaking amazing. It's like, like wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we ha- we talked about it last night. I think it was on the porch. Like, at, at what point in evolution was like, did the bear decide it needed to do that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, how did that? Yeah, happen? we were talking about that on the porch there. It's like, was it just some kinky bear that first discovered this and shared it with all the other bears? Was there <laughs> hey, a bear man. manual? Did the bear's mom <laughs> tell like a younger bear, like, hey, son, you should pack your bunghole with the dirt? Uh, I, Who knows? Mother Nature finds a way. It, always. It definitely does. And that was the whole point in talking about hibernating and all that is that guess what, everybody? We are more than halfway through wintertime and it's, we're coming close to, you know, 
There is light at the end of, oh, the, of the winter tunnel. Wait, hold on. We're, 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 we're in Aaron Math World. We're more than halfway. Winter started on December 22nd. <laughs> Today is January 19th. It's close we're enough. Not we're not even, even a month, month in. into <laughs> a winter. A Just wanted to clarify this. And now, okay, as you were saying, Aaron? There's light at the end of the tunnel, man. I love the way you jump ahead to things all the time. It's and fine. It's like, Don't it's worry like about we're it. over halfway through. No. It's fine. We're, okay. We're close yeah. enough. Yeah, everybody, you know what he meant. I, you do know what I mean. It's it's not going to be forever, man. Yeah. Give, yeah. Me, give me a Give me a break. All right. So, we do all the time. You do? Yeah. We give that one I couldn't let go. It was like, we're more than halfway through. It's like, we're not even one third of the way in yet. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. It, it's it's simple math. Every season is four months. <laughs> I thought it was three months. No, it's three, three months. months. Yeah. Oh, now you're, now months. you're infecting Mel. <laughs> I know. Now we, what, wait, what season do we get rid of? Summer? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so it doesn't, doesn't winter end in February? No, it ends in March. Oh, okay. Well, I was wrong. Yeah. Whatever. My point still stands that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Doesn't matter if you could see it or not. Yeah. It's still there, man. Yeah, we're more than halfway through something. I guarantee <laughs> it. <laughs> Damn. All right. It's going to so be what, like that. You know what? This I want to, but we were just Mother Nature being awesome. I just want to bring something, another current event like that happened this week in this world that is just amazing the power of Mother Nature. That underwater volcano that blew up by Tonga. I'm sure everybody has seen that. It's just freaking mm. amazing. Did you the see the pictures of it, though? Of, no. Of this planet. It's it's pretty um stunning. Yeah. The the photos of this thing. It and the and the videos coming out of the booms heard hundreds of I miles saw, away and all kinds of boom, it, but I didn't see any of just the after amazing. It looks like a like there's like a satellite photo of a before and then an after. It's just like, and it looks like a, a mushroom cloud, mm-hmm. like literally. Yeah, I saw that. It's dope. There's no, there, that's it. Yeah, oh. yeah. You well, did then I guess it. I saw it. You well, did. yeah. There's that. Then there's all kind of videos coming in from the tsunamis all over. We got the little tsunami on the coast here at Oregon. It was like a one point eight foot swell that is came that up considered the a tsunami really uh, yeah 1.8 foot That's it's like a sir it, it's a search that yeah a small cheeseburger is still a cheeseburger but i thought yeah, a tsunami, yeah, good point wow yeah man. you're right it's, it's a thing a tsunami is can be huge or small oh okay i thought a tsunami was like meant that it was a larger than normal wave it is one point Whatever, larger than those. Yeah, I don't. I don't, think, I don't think there's. A, you know what? That's another good question. I don't know where the scale is on that, but it, it was created by an like an underground event of an event out in the ocean that caused it, not like okay the moon and tides and other. Things. Hey man, you know what? You're the zoologist. And I, now I'm a meteorologist. And now you're a meteorologist. Or I don't know. But so back to how everybody's feeling. Let's back up, Mel. Yeah. How you doing? I'm on the mend. I always like to lie about my health if I'm feeling like shit and say, I'm doing great. But I'm being a little bit more honest this time around. Um, Why you be lying? Because I like to not fighter. put that shit into my head and like, oh, yeah, I do feel like shit. Yeah. I fucking hate that. I hate proclaiming negative behaviors. I hate that. So I don't do it. But I haven't been feeling my best. And. Today's the first day that I feel a little bit more Melanie-ish. Um, I spent the day downstairs kind of just cleaning and 
you know. You did something yesterday. I think maybe I've seen you do four or five times in 24 plus years of marriage. Well, you stayed yesterday. in bed the entire day and read a book. Yeah. And I was in actually. In one spot. Yeah. I was actually feeling pretty good too yesterday, but I purposely was like, my goal today is to read this book. And I did. I read The Alchemist and it was amazing. I was like, why don't I do this more often? I like I for real, like I enjoyed reading so much that I was like, what? Is it doesn't this? make you tired. No. And I kind of had it on dim a little bit and it I was just perfectly comfortable. I it was a it was just everything was right. My I was like starting to come out of my sickness and just feeling a little bit better. So I still wanted to relax. And I yeah, man, it's been hard. This has been like. I guess a hard couple weeks because usually I would be ecstatic talking about the baby, about Jasper. He was just here. Mm-hmm. Sydney was just here. Adam was still here or was here. But that the second that they left is the minute I got sick. And I think I was kind of coming under the weather right before they got here. But for some reason, I was able to just. You had that mom strength. Yeah, man. I was able to just, um you know, get through it. But the second that they left, I felt like. Somebody put a weighted blanket on top of me. It was a trip. We we dropped them off at the airport and I get back in the car from giving all of them a hug and a kiss goodbye. And Mel gets back in the car and visually before my eyes, she literally melted. I probably aged like a thousand it years. Was for, it, it was, was a so trip. weird. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And you know, who, whatever I, people get sick. I don't know why I, I feel like getting sick is like a um, a weakness. And it is because you're weak when yeah, you get it sick. Happens. It's called nature. Yeah, exactly. Like, duh, you're supposed to get sick. It strengthens your immune system. It like helps you to develop, you know, like antibodies. It helps you to, you know, whatever. But when I get sick, I feel like I've done something wrong or like I wasn't as healthy as I could have been. It, it got through or... It's like a, I don't know. It's just this it's weird a hang up. Yeah, it's a hang up. And I realized that. And so that's one of the reasons why I was really um, passive with myself this time around is, as far as like you mentioned, just sitting in bed all day and reading a book or today. I, I mean, I didn't go out of the house at all. I'd like not even on the porch for the first two days I was sick. Yeah. And I, I mean, and this is another, this is a PSA for everybody out there. Like first day. Didn't get out of the bed. Second day, didn't get out of the bed. But the third day, I was like, I think I need to smoke a little cannabis. I I was feeling like, and I don't like to smoke when I'm sick just because I don't want to smoke, you know. But I, I went out and I smoked like two hits and I was, if, if I was like feeling like shit and it was a, like at a 10, it was probably like, it took me down to like a three or a two and a half. I was, my mood was better. I was, I was breathing better. That was weird to me. Like. I said, I, you were all peppy and bouncy. You couldn't oh wait to tell God. me. You're like, apple. It made me so mad. Wait, what was it you smoked? Oh, I smoked apple fritter. Apple fritter. Oh. Um, but yeah, like I, I just, this, that, the morning I woke up and I was like, I just had this inkling. I was like, you need to smoke. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I did. And it changed my attitude and it made me feel better. It made me breathe better. It took away my body aches and 
I had a really good sick day with, if you can believe that. Cannabis as medicine. Yeah, I it was exactly that. I use it as medicine. And um, I mean, I don't recommend it to everybody, but it really, really worked for me. And I was so grateful because that's another thing I have dumb hang about, like taking medicine and stuff like that. Like, no, I'll, I'll like, I'll tough it out. <laughs> I'll tough I have it such out. a bad headache. Mel, do you want some Advil? No, 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 no I'll no, just no, drink no. water. <laughs> I, I, I picture with Mel a lot of times, like, like you say, you have a hard time admitting you're sad. It reminds me of my dad. I just picture like, like the Rocky theme song, like, like, I'm going to whip this in their hands. It's like, no, everybody poops. Everybody gets sick. It's okay. You didn't fail the test. I know. I, and I'm, I clearly am learning that. And, you know, it's around me. Like everyone at work was sick and then, you know, Apple got homesick. And so he's kind of started the sickness off and it's at home. So like, I can't escape it. So it's not like you did something wrong. It's just you got to fucking go through it. You live in the world that happens yeah, to be exactly. happening right now. People are sick <laughs> and that shit happens. And so <clears throat> I'm grateful that I'm on the mend and I'm grateful that I'm learning more of my hang up so that I can hang those up. It's having grace with yourself. Yeah. Being graceful with yourself, man. Like sometimes you are under the weather. Sometimes yeah. you need to lay your ass in bed and read a book. Well, I, I, for the day. yeah, I did all those things and I, and, and I cleaned the house too. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. With that, I did do all those things. So I'm feeling great post, um, baby visit. It was kind of a bummer, like I said, because right after that I got sick. So I just kind of felt like that was what was the, the wind out of your <laughs> yeah, sails. Yeah, it took everything out, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh. I'm all right. We had a good walk today too, man. It yeah. was it was kind of like if you've ever been to the Pacific Northwest, there's a certain kind of rain that happens up here. It's like light mist rain. And it was doing that most of the day and I, I at lunchtime I was like, "Hey Mel, you want to go take a walk in the rain without the dog?" <laughs> and uh she was like, "Yeah." So we we went on a stroll and it was cool, man, like just feeling the rain and out in the cold, like letting the water kind of wash everything off you from the past few days of feeling crappy. And I needed to move and, too. Yeah, like I, moving I around a little bit and I'll tell you what, one more thing that did help that day that I was um, not feeling the best was I did a little bit of yoga uh, for sick when you're not feeling well. And it was just the right amount of movement to get stuff moving. Like when you're staying in bed and mm. on the couch all day, changed everything i was able to like yoga and weed yoga and weed okay i'm a good combo yeah that's that's my psa but but we also we had a really cool conversation about just the show and 2022 and you know bouncing ideas off each other and stuff that we'd like to see happen with no simple road and talking about all you guys out there how awesome all of you are and it was just really a a nice way to end a, a week of being shut in the house together and it it was a drag not being fully present when the kids and and our grandson were here it was it was kind of a bummer but i'll tell you what man that little dude is the coolest little person i have ever met oh my gosh i just have to tell everybody if you haven't made a puppet with your three-year-old stop what you're doing and go do it that was the best way of getting kids to do what you want them to do 
in you the, have the puppet ask him the yeah really so, yeah so if you any of you guys follow me you saw my little post of simon or not simon um jasper and darwin and the way that i got jasper to sit for that or stand i should say for that photo was my puppet asked his puppet if and told said hey darwin asked my puppet's name was clarence darwin asked clarence if tawny which was jasper's (laughs) puppet jesus christ darwin asked clarence if tawny would take a picture with him and jasper was like sure and he brought his little puppet and he actually took a picture holding his puppet hand up. Yeah, if you, it's on the No Simple Road page, oh too. My if gosh. you go on there and look at the picture of Jasper and Darwin, zoom into Jasper's hand, you'll see Tawny. <laughs> but <laughs> Tawny was everywhere with him the rest of the trip. It, like, it changed Jasper's behavior. It, it literally brought something completely different to the entire... Because, you know, little kids are... They run around and they're like, you know, kind of naughty and whatever. A little bit of a thrasher. He, yeah, he was, thrasher. He, it, crea- it, it did. It created another character because when we were out there like playing, he was having two conversations with me, him and Tawny. <laughs> really? And like, like, yeah. He'd be like, no, Tawny doesn't want to do that. And he's like, mm-hmm. but I will. Yep. And like, yep. like it, it was, he was like at three identifying two characters yep. and was acting and them he, out. And he, it was. He couldn't wait to, he's like. If I like took off my puppet for a moment, like to get him a drink, he's like, where's, where's Clarence? Where's Clarence? Well, and, and and (laughs) let's qualify too. This is not like Mel didn't create Muppets. No, These are, you put a sock on your hand and draw on it with the Sharpie. Well, no, I actually, I had little eyeballs, little, um, yeah, googly googly eyes, eyes, little felt mouth, felt mouth. Exactly. And, um, it was the best. That was my favorite memory of creating Tawny. He made up that name, Tawny, like came up with that and it was funny because it was like only after we put the eyes on could we name the puppet (laughs) because it was just a sock and then once you put the eyes on oh shit that's clarence that's okay that makes sense yeah that actually makes sense it was it was psychedelic well (laughs) (laughs) but whether i was sick or not it was amazing jasper is he's amazing like Kids these days are so fun. Kids any days. Any days is right. Yeah. But Kids I'm are dope. yeah, but it, it was just an amazing visit and it it I guess maybe that him being here kept that sickness away. You know, it's funny when um because we all live in the same house together when one of us catches whatever's going around, we usually pass it through the house except for Ryder cuz he's a mutant. And uh it's it's funny because I was laying in bed the other day. It was the middle of the day. I called into work and I was thinking about the show and I was like, oh man, we're not going to have anything to talk about for the outro this week. We're all sick. Nobody did shit. And then I was like, wait a minute. We just talk about what happened. Yeah. <laughs> still had a week of things happen. True, true. Yeah. It was a... Uh, It was super cool having the kids here and I'm very, very excited for Goose in a few weeks here. Look, I didn't say next week, Apple. Uh, Yeah, yeah. very good. Very good. It's it's still a couple couple weeks. A couple weeks away. Good. Well done. It's the 3rd and 4th of February and uh, I am 
really fucking excited. Which to is see what those that's guys. like the beginning of summer. Yeah, right. That's when <laughs> that's when summer ends. <laughs> that's the beginning of festival season, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I am really excited to see them. The only time that we've seen them was them opening, doing an opening set for um, Pigeons playing ping pong, and it was amazing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Amazing. Ah, uh, yeah. And see two sets of them. I'm. It gives me chills up the back, back of my neck. I'm uh, my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. And I'm working on getting them on the show later in in the spring. (laughs) Apple, good. Yeah, I'm working on making that happen. So, yeah, that's that's what's been on my mind this week. And you know, something beautiful happened um, on New Year's Eve. Uh, Cody and I played along with fish with our guitars as fish was playing in the ninth cube. And I've been playing my guitar for, well, I got my first guitar when I was 12 and I've been playing it on and off ever since then. And I I can play a song, you know, I I did lead worship in a church at one point and all that. Um, But I had these like, bouts in my life when the guitar would go away and I wouldn't pick it up for a long while. And then I pick it back up and, and on new year's Eve, I fell in love with my guitar again, man. And, uh, I've just been playing the shit out of that thing and it really feels good. And it's something that I really missed. So that's something that came back into my life over the past few weeks that I'm super grateful for. So, Hey coyote, thanks man for always nudging me to pick up the guitar and play and wanting to jam all the time because uh you you helped me light that fire again and i appreciate it brother so thank you yeah he's a pretty cool brother Mm -hmm. your turn inspires a lot of things yeah he does so okay well last week i was very lackluster i was i was (laughs) you weren't even here (laughs) you were i was barely here Yeah. yeah i was you know i was stuck back in 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 the fall or something oh yeah so i missed tool all that you heard about all that but right now i I'm very excited about uh, moving forward here. What we're doing, um, I, I'm we're we're getting ready to make some changes around the house. Uh, I'm going to be moving because I you know, like downstairs. We got this nice big house. I'm downstairs in a huge room, which I love. I've always had big rooms and everything, but it's time to I'm moving my room upstairs. You're gonna, you'll end up seeing pictures where we're at, where our studio, you've seen pictures of our studio. It's packed in this little room in the corner with Aaron's workstation over on the other side. I'm going to switch up here to this is going to be my room. We're going to have a new studio. You'll probably see several backdrops. There's a huge fireplace down in that room. There's, you know, it's just, it, it makes more sense. I've wanted to do it for a while. I've been encouraged to do it again because Aaron gets really mad at me and then tells me these things. Because I, I tuck them away and I, I stay stale. And I actually, I had, I had some, uh, I had teriyaki today and I got a fortune cookie and the fortune cookie, which are never fortunes anymore. They're like statements, but it said, it said a, ch- a change of scenery will be good for you, which I kind of looked at like, this is, I always go, this isn't a fortune. Yeah. It's a, you know, but I was like, oh shit, that's directly towards like what we're talking about a change of scenery and plus also i took that as this it's time for concerts to be starting again we got through the holidays and winter and we're gonna be starting getting out there again there's a lot of a lot of things coming up in march um the other thing i'm very excited about which should be coming soon 
We just did an interview with the two ladies that created well, the Grateful Dead Tarot. I'm looking at that right now. And not, within two minutes of us finishing the interview with them, Aaron ordered a deck and I ordered a deck. Um, tarot has always been in my life, especially around Aaron and Mel. When my sister did it a lot. She used to work at the Psychic Eye and do readings. It was very metaphysical, but then hung it up when she got married and had kids. And I have my own deck coming, and I'm getting back mm-hmm. into it. And you heard Yay. on our intro for New really Year's, we had, a, we had a really incredible tarot moment on New Year's with the uh, stuff that happened there and everything. So it's just one of the get more excited about that. And it, and it goes along with that renewal of spring coming and everything, too. So just looking Dude, forward. We're, we're just at the very beginning Looking of forward to all these things coming up. But I'm preparing. <laughs> I'm packing that mud in my butthole to protect myself from the ants and everything. Got about a little, about two months left. And then, you know, I'm going to eat that bush and get diarrhea and be ready for festival season. Be like, woo! Oh, no. Hell yeah, brother. Right Dang, on, man. That was the best. Uh... <laughs> Brought it back. Brought yeah. it home. Yeah. So yeah. So that yeah. I'm. 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 And it, and it hell like like getting it helps. It helps to get sick. Like the silver lining is when you get sick. Like we were. I did the same thing as like. I didn't get out of bed for a few days, and it, it's still tough. It's still lingering. Like doing a full day at work by the end of the day instead of an eight hour day. It feels like I worked a double, like a clopin. Like I opened <laughs> and closed uh, and was responsible. That's called a clopin. Yeah, that's what we call it at work. <laughs> no, will anybody volunteer to work a clopin where you close and then you have to be back in the morning to open Ooh, but that's what it feels like it, it, and it, it's just but but i'm getting i'm getting better and with, with things to look forward to and you know since the winter's almost over <laughs> but yeah no whatever, doing fit i'm doing proud better. of you apple yeah. that's really good to hear because be living with I mean, it's like we're all in a relationship together. We joke about it, but it it is. We're not necessarily romantic, but we're all in a relationship together. So my bad attitude affects all of us. Your stagnation affects all of us. Aaron's, you know, craziness affects all of like, us. Oh, yeah. We're, we're all affected. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, time, <laughs> yeah. and it can't help it. And it, it that brings me to like something when you said earlier, and I, I know you weren't pointing the finger at me, but I know I, I used to be horrible at it, of giving into the, the say, quit pointing your finger at me, Aaron. It's not no, I definitely wasn't pointing at No, my no, but like you. you said, I used to be the worst at that, especially in Vegas. I used to so fall in. I used to welcome sickness and be uh. like, yeah, I'm sick. Like, like, I'll just stay Hard. in and do nothing and shit. And but last week it was hard. Like, like, like you said, T, I mean, it, when it puts you down in bed where you can't get out of bed, you can't you can't open your eyes. You can't enjoy anything. Oh everything hurts. It was like that and everything. And I, I remember after that day coming up and I, and I hate because, you know, everybody you live with is going to be like, how do you feel? And that yeah. automatically <laughs> makes you admit it. And it, well, th- I, I feel like when you talk to your 90 year old grandma and, you, and you're like, oh, shit, it's like, how are you doing, grandma? Well, and you're like, oh, God, in, my like, lumbago's uh-huh. kicked in. Half again. hour later, she's just working down to the spine. You know, we haven't even <laughs> made it to the legs yet. So, yeah. So, but doing good. Getting better. Yeah. <laughs> better and better. Right bouncing on, better bouncing better. around here. Better yeah. and better. You know what, man? It's a, it's a trip. It's literally a trip. We are all on a journey together. And I'm talking to all of you out there too. Like we are a little microcosm in here and I'm sure 
that what's going on in this house is playing out with all of you guys too out there. And that's part of the fun of doing no simple road is that we connect like that. And, uh, you know, that's why we get on here and share our dirt, not the ones dirt that we pack our buttholes with, but just our dirt, you know, it's, that's private dirt. That's not public. dirt. That's definitely private dirt. But yeah, that's why we get on here and do this, man. It's because that's how we stay connected to one another. And we don't feel so isolated because let's be honest, we are in the third, and this is not Aaron math. We are in the third calendar year of a pandemic at this point. That's a long time. And it's very isolating. And one of the most beautiful things to come out of that is finding connection in this with all of you and each other. And so if we get on here every week and share our stuff and you find a little bit of connection and commonality with that, then we don't feel so alone. And that's what really is needed right now. So Andy Frasco says you're not alone. No. And so do we, we say that too. Yeah. Thanks Andy. (laughs) And, uh, that's that. So everybody, that's that we, um, just a little something aside, little something something we're planning some really cool stuff you guys like there's cool things coming just hold on to your hats 2022 is going to be something cool just i know it's weird right now i know everybody didn't feel well i know that if you watch the news things are funky whatever just 2022 is going to be dope let's just put that in our heads and work towards that and see what we can make of it because i got a feeling we're all going to be super surprised this year and see some really cool stuff. I have a feeling that we're all going to see some really amazing music. I think we're all going to get to hang out with each other again. And I think we don't know what the future has in store. So let's be positive and keep it going that way so that we manifest a future that we can all be proud of. And if you're feeling negative, reach out because that's helpful too. True. Sometimes we need somebody to pick us up and you didn't even realize that that's what you needed. Maybe you're like, oh, fuck this, fuck that. And then the minute you reach out, you're like, oh, well, maybe not fuck that. <laughs> maybe only <laughs> fuck that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck that conversations are great, too. Exactly. It's like a good cry is just as good as a really good laugh and stuff. Well, it's right? like Cody was just here and we were talking about, um, you know, better help. And, you know, that was something that I had used um, a couple months back to really help me iron out some things that I was dealing with my mom and sometimes it's just really good to talk you don't necessarily need advice you just need to say things to like this impartial person so that it can just be out of you and that's something Aaron and I were talking about too today like sometimes just saying something literally starts the healing process because whatever you are holding in is not stuck in you so it's not reserving a place inside it's like out and it allows more movement and flow. Well, yeah. And the, to, the vibration of the sound shakes something loose. Yeah. So there it is. We love you guys. Yeah, we do love you. We hope that you're hanging out with us every week. We love it. And we will see you next week with more stuff and things. And you know what? Smile at a stranger this week. Take, pull your mask down just a little bit. It's okay for a minute. And just smile at a stranger. And remember to wash your hands and safety third and hydrate. And we'll see you next week. We love you guys.
powers, but it's a burden. Family has been deferred, and hell means been the earth, and alchemy can bring the birth of melody of a new order. So persistent, so persistent, so insistent, so commitment, so resilient, or haven't you learned it? Hey listeners, I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.